1: Believe in
3: Everything Auburn is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports and golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props and futures. So head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. And if you use our promo code BELIEVE 50 they will give a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit so that's b l e a v five zero bet online where the game starts war eagle everybody welcome back to believe in everything auburn i'm taylor davis joined as always by jason campbell we are here to talk everything auburn athletics what's up everybody hope you had a fantastic week since we last spoke we've got another great episode for you today and we've got another guest for you which we know all of you listeners love the guests we had a fantastic one last week the one and only cadillac williams joined us to talk all about the upcoming season his days on the plains if you missed that episode go ahead and go back and check that one out. But today we've got another member of this coaching staff, actually a first time guest on the podcast because he's only been around for a few months. Ike Hilliard, the Tigers wide receivers coach, College legend for the Gators went on to play 12 years in the league and coached at the NFL level as well just a stacked resume and brings all of that knowledge and experience to Auburn now for a wide receiver room that continues to develop so really excited to have coach Hilliard on and and first of all get to know him I haven't met him yet and uh, hear a little bit more about what's going on around the program right now, and specifically with his wide receiver group, which has certainly been a point of conversation for us. So it's going to be a great episode. We're excited for that one. That'll be the second half of this episode. And Jay and I are, of course, going to run through a few news and notes. But, I mean, Jay, we've already recorded the uh, the interview with with Ike Hilliard, but you were telling him, you know, you remember watching him and and, you know, really Im- impressed by his game and and everything that he was able to do what what do you remember ab- about his playing days
2: ike is uh he's one of those receivers that used to run very precise routes yeah i used to love the corner routes i love the dig routes and those intermediate routes of course everyone can run a go route and run a deep post but can you run those intermediate routes with precision and i think that's something he's done very well that's the reason he played 12 years in the nfl the reason they called him third down ike when he was with the bucks um, you know, he played on a Super Bowl team that went with the Giants that played the Ravens in 2000 against that probably the, the best defense to ever play in the NFL, that mm-hmm. 2000 Ravens team. Uh, but to the, the say, like, the experience that he's bringing to this football team from an aspect of, I say this, guys can relate to him. And the reason I say that because coaches that haven't played the game, they're still solid coaches. But when you have someone that actually, like, lived it, and like understand what it's like to be tired on dog days what is actually Mm -hmm. like to drop a ball on a crucial play in a game and have to get back up like you got someone that's been in those shoes and that can pick these guys up and and help them to understand what the quarterback sees because he's played with so many different quarterbacks and and everything so I just think he brings so much knowledge uh, and, and where are these guys trying to go to? All of them wants to play in the NFL. Let's mm-hmm. just be honest. Is everyone going to do that? No, but everybody's goal that pretty much lays it up at that position, they want to play at the next level. He brings that experience. Yeah. So he can show them what it takes to get to that next level. So if I'm a young kid in his room, I'm all ears. I'm tuning in. I'm writing everything down, and I'm trying to precise my game. And I would probably go back and watch some of his tapes that he played yeah. in college just because that offense that they ran in, it was all about precision routes, and it was all about the ball being in the air. That's all they did was throw the ball. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I just think he understands that part of it that will help the quarterback, whoever becomes the quarterback, mm-hmm. his, help his accuracy, because the receivers will be where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there.
3: Yeah, exactly. He He touched on that as well, just kind of how he's He's preparing his guys when you do have, you know, essentially you're rotating quarterbacks at this point, you don't know who that guy is. So we talked about that. We talked about the experience and how it's translated for him into the coaching realm. Really great insight from him. And and like you said, the perspective that he's able to bring from both levels, succeeding at both levels, something he has in common with Cadillac as well. And and they certainly can pour that into these young men's with the same aspirations. So make sure you stick around for that interview. We'll get you there in just a few minutes. But a few notes that we are going to go ahead and get you caught up on. This past weekend was a big weekend, arguably the biggest for recruiting, uh, affectionately referred to as Big Cat Weekend. Happened this past weekend, and all reports coming out were very positive in regards to both the 2024 class as well as the 2023 because they do invite top juniors and seniors to this weekend we actually did get two commitments for the 2024 class so going ahead and getting started there with a couple big gets two four stars four star defensive back amon lane and four star quarterback adrian posse pose Not entirely sure, but something like that. So anyway, both of those guys have already committed to the Tigers for the 24 class, which is fantastic. And also some, quote, improved standings with potential 2023 recruits. So nothing official out of this weekend, but feels like some movement, uh, one of which being the number 37 edge in this 2023 recruiting class, he's a top 100 recruit, Ashley Williams. He attended this past weekend, but he had already been committed to Nebraska. Well, after attending this weekend, he has posted on his social media that he has decommitted from Nebraska, which essentially opens up his recruitment again. And considering the timing, you got to feel like it has something to do with a perceived fit that he now sees at Auburn. There's also some rumblings about an offensive lineman that is committed to Georgia right now that he could potentially flip. But again, those things are not solid, just speculative. And you, you take what you can with it just considering the timing, but Jay, in terms of recruitment momentum, Weekends like this names coming out movement on social media, all you need is one domino to fall that's how it seems in recruiting that one big get that one big flip, sometimes it kind of creates a ripple effect out into the recruiting landscape, maybe potentially could happen.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. The kids recruit other kids. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, one domino effect can roll in three, four other guys because they want to play together. And, you know, like I said, he was committed to Nebraska and then he comes to Auburn and on a recruit visit. Like, let's just be honest. Like, Nebraska hadn't been in Nebraska of old in a long time, mm-hmm. since the time of Frazier days um, and everything. So now you come into our Auburn program where you see the huge stadium, you see the big, nice facilities that they're Mm -hmm. getting finished up at the complex. And it's just, it's SEC football. You see where the conference is going. You see the national televised games. And uh, I think a lot of that, like I said, these kids that they look at all of those things. And and a lot of it too, is finding the right fit with the right coach. Um, You know, especially your position coach is going to be coaching you the most. Uh, You're going to be, his eyes and ears a lot of times. So Mm -hmm. a lot of that plays a lot lot into it. That's why I always say, I tell the kids, take all your visits. You know, don't just shut down the the party too soon. Like Mm -hmm. take all your visits, get to see what's out there. This You get a once in a lifetime opportunity to do this, or you get to choose a school because someone is recruiting you. You may get it as a free agent in the NFL, but it's nothing like getting as a high school recruit when you go around and you see different colleges and see different aspects. And that way you leave everything unturned. So when you come to make your decision, you make that decision solid and comfortable because you have exalted every every possibility that you could with most universities that you felt like could offer you the best opportunity to play football at their school and get an education. You know, that's one thing a lot of people leave out, Uh, you know, this education aspect. I, I keep mentioning it just because I don't want everybody to get so hung up on on college football, becoming the NFL and, right. and you know, and everything. And, and kids forget like, hey, you know, once you finish college, you you're in the real world unless you play that next level. And that's 90% of the guys that put that uniform on. So, you know, that's gonna be in the real world. So I, I just think it's the school has to make sense as well. So I, I like the recruiting class as far as like where we're headed. Mm-hmm. So we get some commitments to some of those guys that are, that are on the fence. Once they say, Hey, I'm coming to Auburn. I think it's going to position Auburn to have a really, really good 2023 and a good 2024 class.
3: Good. You you like to see the ball rolling and and to continue to get some, some big guts and, uh, and see them add to it, especially coming off what has felt like a, a bit of a slower recruiting track at the beginning. Certainly uh, exciting to see. But also exciting to see is the basketball team on an unbelievable trip right now. Jay and I were talking before we started recording. I'm so jealous. This is incredible. So if you are unaware, Bruce Pearl has taken his team to Israel. The guys arrived in Jerusalem on Sunday and will be there for 10 days. They're going to be playing in three games while they're there. The first one actually happening right now, a matchup against the Israel U-20 national team. And then an Israel select all-star team will be playing on August 7th. And then they will play the Israel national team again on August 8th. So. Just really incredible. I mean, Bruce Pearl has done this before. I think it was in 2017. He took the guys to France, right?
2: Wow. I think. think. Yeah, he was France.
3: Yeah, on an international trip like this. And obviously... You know, Israel has personal meaning for Bruce Pearl, and I would assume for a lot of these guys and in, in their faith as well. And so this this has so many layers to it in terms of of the benefit. Obviously, you get to go and you know play people from a totally separate part of the world and and get exposed to it. Um, But you bond, you bond as a team in a way that you can't do in Auburn, or you can't even do at the final four. I mean, this is, this is so much bigger than just, you know, the season and, and it, it breeds something through an experience that you can't duplicate anywhere else. And Bruce Pearl knows that he gets it. But then on an individual level as well, I mean, a trip like this, it is once in a lifetime, potentially, and it's, Mm -hmm. it is taken care of in in such a special way that they can really just enjoy it and enjoy each other and enjoy the experience. And look, where chemistry is built in something special like this, it shows up on the court or the field as well. And uh, everything that Bruce does is for a purpose. We all know that, but this one, this one seems to have many purposes.
2: Yeah, you remember the movie? Remember the Titans? Yes. Uh, how in high school they took them off to a camp away from all the noise and everything that was going on because they was integrating schools. And and when the football team went off, at first they didn't like each other. Now sudden they built chemistry and they became yep. brothers. And then when they came back to the school, everyone was looking at them like, "What happened to y'all?" You right. know, like so it just goes to show you, like when you're going off somewhere and you take your team and it's just you guys. And you get away from family, you get away from everything. College, and you're off in a foreign place, and you have to rely on each other. And it's a good time for you to get to know one another. And yeah. I just think that them going on this trip, we was talking before the show that I wouldn't mind going to Israel.
3: Oh yeah, with
2: my trip being paid for, <laughs> you know, like, you know you're, you're, totally. you're a college athlete, and you're going to Israel, and you get a chance to go play basketball. But during y'all free time. They're, they're giving you all tours of cathedrals. They're giving you tours of all different type of places that Israel is, is known for. And, uh, and like I said, like, what an experience and that you don't even have to worry about trying to fund that trip because you're part of the university. So, mm-hmm. you know, kudos to Auburn for, for allowing the basketball team to do that. And like you said, if you was a freshman in 2017, like, this is your second trip if you was a fifth-year senior right <laughs> like you've got a chance to go to france and you had a chance to go to israel like some people don't even do that ever and uh and you got a chance to do this so that's just a highlight of the experience of playing basketball at auburn and playing under bruce pearl and tell it it all comes back to winning yeah like people will get behind this team because they're winning it's the yep. same thing that can happen in football we lost the five last five games of the season last year but if you can turn around and you start the first season 5-0, and oh, the first five games at home, like, you turn the tide and you get back to your winning ways, and then that gets recruits. That's why basketball is getting so many high-level recruits because right. they're winning. And I tell all the guys, i like, y'all concerned about the wrong thing. The one totally. thing concerned about is winning. That mm-hmm. will take care of all the other aspects. So, you know, hopefully that uh th- this team really bonds over in Israel and comes back you know over the summer and continue to work hard and uh see if we can have a special season uh, again
3: yeah you hope so, man. I mean, there are a lot of returning faces, obviously, you know, Dylan Cardwell and Wendell green and Katie Johnson, and, you know, a lot of guys that we're accustomed to seeing, but we've got some newcomers in there as well. And, you know, Johnny broom, the, the transfer from Morehead state that we just got, and these guys are going to get the opportunity to play in a game game type environment with, with some new pieces. So it, it checks a lot of boxes and it's beneficial in a lot of ways, but yeah, it feels like it could be, that thing that leads to like an intangible uh, connection that these guys have and goodness in basketball, that is so prevalent. Those guys who just kind of have a sense for each other, where they are, how they are, like you, you have to know each other so well at football, you know, you kind of plan out a little bit more, That maybe even more time basketball is so instinctive and, and to have that, Um, connection off the court it it translates so I I love this I think it's so cool and and you're right I mean for a lot of these guys this trip maybe won't ever be possible again but given you know the accommodations and and the opportunity to do it through Auburn it incredible absolutely incredible I wish I had stowed away on the plane because I would love everything about this but uh their games are being covered the trip is being covered ESPN's Jay Bilas is out there with them uh SEC Network is broadcasting the games so if you're interested there will be footage so make sure you uh look out for that but you're right it is about winning and like I said Bruce Pearl there's he's always got a purpose to things and ironically we just landed a a big time recruit for the 2023 class while they're over there in Israel so even this this is recruiting too jay i All mean right, like exposure exactly it's exposure it's look at the incredible opportunities you could have at auburn it's just the man knows what he's doing. All right. I'll say it time and time again, but four-star point guard, Aiden Holloway went ahead and committed for the 2023 class. And boy, is he just a prototypical Bruce Pearl point guard, kind of a, a smaller shifty dude with a, an incredible work ethic and, and spunkiness. Obviously people were asking him, you know, if he relates more to Sharif Cooper's game or to, um, Jared Harper's game and he was uh he was saying he can see both but it it definitely kind of fits that prototype that Bruce Pearl likes in kind of a a a spunky energetic point guard and and my guy has a lot of versatility shot technique is fantastic very mature so this is a good get this is a big get and and like we said so much of recruiting is momentum and you start it when the team is in Israel and being talked about at a time when not many other programs are so Very, very cool to see the team get that opportunity. And if you're interested, there are platforms covering it. A couple more things. I did just want to issue an official report. We did mention last week that there were a lot of sources saying that Tim Hudson was stepping away, but the team had not officially announced it. Well, they now have, and what was speculated is confirmed. He is stepping away from Auburn to become the head baseball coach at Lee Scott Academy, which is where his son will be playing for his senior year. So it, Definitely was uh, picked up on before it was an official report, but it is confirmed. Darren Schoenrock will take over as pitching coach for the Tigers. He spent the last 18 seasons as head coach at Memphis. So he will be coming to join the staff now as Tim Hudson uh, just goes right up the road to be the head coach at Lee Scott Academy. So we certainly wish him well. We appreciate everything that he has done. And like we said last week, You will be welcome back with open arms when your son graduates, if you so choose. And then finally, wanted to give a shout out to none other than Mr. Derek Hall, who was named to the Lombardi Award Watch List, which is presented annually to college football, offensive or defensive linemen, who in addition to outstanding performance and ability, Best exemplifies the character and discipline of Pro Football Hall of Fame head coach Vince Lombardi. Not surprised to see that one. He certainly fits the bill, but uh, just already something to be to be watching for. Jay, when you were a player, what award meant the most to you?
2: Oh, well, for me, it was always the team award first. Winning, you know, like the captain award, and then yeah. Uh, You know, championships and stuff. But outside of that, a personal award for me was, uh, I'll probably say, you know, SEC player of the year.
3: I mean, Um, come on.
2: You know, that meant a lot. Uh, Sugar Bowl, MVP, those type of things, they always stick with you Yeah. um, and everything. But, you know, it's fun because when you look at those awards, you realize how you get them. Yeah, and you go back. You think about all the hard work and you think about the times that people doubted you or you think about the times that you didn't know if it was going to, you know, ever turn for you. And all of a sudden you you keep your head and you just keep moving forward. You just keep sowing wood and you just keep working hard, working hard. And all of a sudden, you know, things just start to fall in place. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you can look at those awards, it just remind me of the test of, of the test of times that I had to go through at Auburn and everything and how it all came to fruition and why you don't run from situations and why you don't, you know, ask so many questions. Sometimes you just keep working and, uh, and control what you can control. So those awards always meant something to me and, uh, and everything because, because it just simply, it just pretty much puts a stamp on, on your college career.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think that, uh, it, it speaks volumes to, you know, the kind of player that you were, that your knee-jerk reaction are, are the ones that that were team-centered, but certainly they all are in a way, right? I mean, your job can't be done effectively without the pieces around you, and every other position is going to feel that way, too. That's what makes the team aspect of football so imperative, and it's why a lot of people are talking about how this situation could actually lead to a sneaky good Auburn team because they all kind of have a common enemy and the common enemy is the outside and I think maybe in some years past there have been I don't want to say enemies but maybe not the same unity within maybe there was separation and division and through something like this, the pieces that remain, they they've all, you know, turned to each other now. So I think that that, that certainly bodes well for a sport that requires that cohesiveness. So food for thought. All right, people. Well, let's go ahead and get to the interview and then Jay and I will say goodbye. So Appreciate everyone listening and following along season is so close y'all it is just insane so make sure you stick with us we're going to get you ready leading up to season we'll have a couple more guests and then. Before you know it, we'll be previewing our first opponent. So it is definitely imminent. So we appreciate all you guys listening and following along. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already so you'll get a notification every time we release an episode. So we're going to welcome in Ike Hilliard and then say goodbye. So everyone enjoy your week until we talk next. War Eagle.
2: War Eagle, everybody.
3: We're so excited to welcome in wide receivers, Coach for your Tigers. First time visitor to the podcast, but uh hopefully not the last. We're so excited to welcome in 12-year NFL veteran as well as former Florida wide receiver and now coach, like I said, Ike Hilliard. What's up, Coach? War Eagle.
4: War Eagle, how you guys doing?
3: We're doing well. We are certainly thrilled to have you on. We had Cadillac on last week and really getting coaches perspective at this point, you know, with still a, about a month to go until season is fantastic. But Jay and I are super excited to talk to you. I mean, obviously a, a fairly recent addition to uh, to the coaching staff and to the Auburn family. And I know that, like I said, your your experience uh, speaks for itself, but how's it been adjusting to, uh, to the college coach world what what have the past few months been like
4: uh, everything's happened pretty fast but yeah. uh, the adjustment's been relatively easily easy I think um there, there's so many great people here and they've been so good to me so far so I'm grateful for that I'm grateful for the Auburn family uh just looking forward to trying to find ways every day to uh, you know just to continue to acclimate myself and uh Get up to speed with everything in place, and, and uh, look forward to a great season. It's been awesome so far, though.
2: Yeah, coach, you played the uh, played one of the best uh, one of the best teams, uh, you know, to come through Florida. I remember watching you guys when I was in high school. You know, it's, it's telling my age here a little bit. You know, I was a little <laughs> older to me, not by much. But, but, yeah, I remember watching him with the Gators, and you know, he was Steve Spurrier, and you know, y'all just throw the ball around a lot, man. And uh, it was fun to watch and. And then, like I say, you went on to the pros and for the Giants, you was drafted seventh overall and, and played 12 years in the league. And they call you third down Ike in, in Tampa uh, when you was with my boy, Lack. How do you know that?
0: <laughs> hey,
2: you know, I know these things, man. So but talk about like your experience uh, as far as like being a player that played a long time, what you can bring to these kids uh, at a coaching aspect. Uh, I'm
4: trying not to get long winded here. Um... I think coming from Louisiana, uh, or you know, down in the country, um, coming from a, a family where uh, my, my mom was one of uh, twelve siblings, my, wow. my dad was one of nine. I think uh, having the amount of cousins that we had, you know, on, on weekends, all you all you could do is try to find ways to compete and survive. Uh, <laughs> right. So that drive is is kind of what. Uh, carried me through uh, out to Florida, like you mentioned. Uh, leaving the state was 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 interesting and challenging uh, because my entire family lineage obviously is at LSU. If, uh, if if anyone is familiar with my background, I had seven cousins go to LSU. My uncle and my brother, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm the only Hilliard to leave the state. <laughs> Man, so to get to Florida and and play with a bunch of guys where the the roster was probably about 92% guys from Florida. Uh, you know, it kind of hardens you and, and uh, you know, you build calluses as you go. But I played with a bunch of guys who uh, loved to compete. We had a head coach who wanted to try and score 50 a game and didn't care. Uh, oh, yeah. So experiencing that, and uh, you mentioned showing your age. Well, heck, I don't want to say how old I am. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, experiencing that and, and being with those guys, uh, uh You know, it was kind of cool to to, to go through those moments, Uh, the good, even with the bad. There was more good than bad, fortunately, Uh, and and allow that to shape and mold, you know, who I was as a player. And then being fortunate enough to be, uh, you know, drafted and and played 12 years, I knew uh, right around year seven in the league that I wanted to coach. Mm. And um, I'm grateful for, you know, Coach Sean Payton. And there are plenty of other guys that I can give credit to, obviously. But uh, when when he coordinated our offense, uh, you know, for three years when I was with the Giants, and it was probably our best years uh, there. We made a Super Bowl run, and unfortunately, we didn't win uh, against the Ravens in 2000. But mm. uh, the, the way he communicated, you know, offensive football and, uh, you know, his his mind, his offensive mind was really intriguing for me and kind of led me toward uh, the the coaching path uh, when I was done. So uh, I guess to to get back to your question, man, uh, the the journey uh, has been awesome. Uh, The game has given me so much. Uh, I've been blessed to be around a bunch of outstanding people and coaches and teammates. Uh, And when you play, Uh, there's an invaluable experience there that that you can get. Not that coaches that don't coach uh, don't have that, but it's just different.
0: And Mm -hmm. and I know
4: you know, Jay, uh, being a player, having that in helmet perspective and and, uh, knowing what some of these young men uh, are are going through physically, mentally, emotionally on the field, uh, off the field as well, I I think it's been an advantage for me because my my conversations are different with with Mm a lot of those young men. So, uh, the connection is, is different. The, 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 conversations, like I mentioned, are different. The relationships are different. Uh, you have an opportunity to coach them differently as well. You can push them harder. Uh, you can love them harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, uh, there, there's a unique bond, uh, that, that comes with, with being in that fraternity. So, uh, the transition is no different. Uh, from the league, from uh, from the league to the NFL, uh, there are other challenges with college football, uh, with things that have nothing to do with football. That's been the biggest challenge for me that I'm uh, working my way through. Uh, right. But the football aspect is the same. You know, you push these kids. Uh, you know, you challenge them. You love them. You you help uh, them get better. You help them grow. Uh, you now have to help them. You know get motivated to go to class and do the things that come with the entire package mm-hmm. that college football presents. Uh, and that's work in itself because these kids, you know, they're, some of them, most of them are, are immature. Yeah, and, uh, You know, you have to wear so many hats as a coach. So it's unique in that regard, but it's been, it's been really, really good. Like I said, there's so many great people here at Auburn uh, that have helped me so far in my four month uh, journey Uh, because this is my first college job there's a great network of people here Uh, they have a great setup and I'm I'm looking forward to hopefully uh, you know helping these young men in my room and then helping the entire team and helping the community and university you know reap the benefits of the hard work we've been putting
3: in. I'm really glad that you kind of touched on the off field challenges that are surrounding college football right now, because Jay and I have talked exponentially about that and how we think right now it's the toughest to be a a college coach right now, just because of all those other things that really have yet to get, you know, kind of the structure and the parameters on them to assist you guys in that. And so you're having to handle something really that has no blueprint to it and and no real formula for how to handle it. And you're trying to find it with 18 to, to 21, 22 year old young men. So it adds another layer of that challenge. But I think, like you said, having that, in helmet perspective. I, I love how you worded that. I think that's a really good way to put it. It, it. You you become a bit of a mentor. So even with these unknowns that you all are navigating, if you're that person that they have that relationship with and that trust factor with, you all navigate it together. So I, I think that, that that's a really good way to put that. But look, I think if you are you know following Auburn football at all, uh, your addition to the staff was much needed. That wide receiver group has been a bit of a question mark. So with you coming in, getting acclimated with this group, with this offense, what can you tell us about your room? Because I feel like there still is a lot of unknown with that group, and it certainly will be a pivotal piece come fall. What have they shown you in your four months, like you said?
4: These young men are more than talented enough. Um, Mm
3: -hmm.
4: And I think At the end of the day, with just a a little bit of communication, a drill or two here, a clip or two here, they can uh, see different ways to uh, unlock, you know, the talent in their toolbox. And that's kind of what I bring to the table. I've, Like I said, I've been blessed to to be around some some really, really good coaches, uh, a few that can communicate something without showing me uh, a clip and it makes sense. A guy that can show a clip. Of something I've already uh, been taught to learn and can teach it a different way, uh, and I can go on and on and on about the art of coaching. I'm, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fortunate enough to be around. I, I think with the mix of young people, because we have quite a few young people in the the 18 men that I coach, uh, with Shed being the only senior, is going to be a a really fun uh, task for me. Uh, you know, because I've 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 already gone through that experience in Washington, where three rookies played for us in 2019, and uh, we had to navigate the season that way uh, with young men that hadn't played the pro game, um, and it was fairly successful. We didn't win many games because, you know, unfortunately our team wasn't uh, across the board consistent enough, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to compete. But uh, we had three kids go over 500 yards. Terry obviously was like 26 yards from a thousand yards in his rookie year. He didn't play the last game of the season, but it showed uh, many people that, you know, with some coaching that, that, that regardless of age, kids can get it done if it's communicated well. So for me, I'm embracing this. I enjoy this. Uh, people can call it a challenge. Uh, this is what I do. I, I was built and born, uh, to coach. I truly believe, uh, and I'm enjoying it so far, just by pouring life into these young men and, and allowing them to know that, you know, outside of the fact that I love them and I'm loving the opportunity to share their journey, just to let them know that they're good enough. So, yeah, I, I think the the mentality in the room is better. Good. Um, I, I'm 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 pretty confident that having a year in the system already, you you have really no choice but to hopefully get better. There's some <laughs> kids that don't get it and uh, they don't apply or they, you know, they don't work as hard and you have to help those a little bit more. But um, I'm I'm selfishly hoping for a better product than, you know, people saw last year. And again, that's no slight on anybody else. Uh, we infused a few more talented kids in there by way of the portal. Uh, we have mm-hmm. two young kids that came in uh, from high school and it's, uh, it's increased the competition. So I think uh, with where we are now and where we're going to be, uh, hopefully by the season, uh, we'll be a better group.
2: Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's great points right there. You talking about, you know, the the portal. You know, not many mm-hmm. people realize the key guys we picked up in the portal this year. And like you said, the Jay Ferry, the kids that come out of high school, guys are super talented. But I'll say this before I get to my real question. Coach, you know we deal with these young kids now, and, you know, everything's about social media. Everything's about – yeah, I, I don't remember you. Have you had a remember moment where you have to pull out your film and, and show the guys who you were in college <laughs> or pro? <laughs> uh,
4: you know what? I I try to stay away from that, but you know these kids are, uh they really think that they're the best athlete ever uh, to, to come through uh, that the universe is seen. So I've I've had a couple moments where I've asked some kids to Google me. Nice,, and, um, <laughs> you know, and then the conversation changes the next day, uh, you know, just because I have a little gray chin, you know, gray in my chin doesn't mean that i that I wasn't an athlete, so nice. uh, right. Right. we've had a couple of situations, and it's been awesome to to have the conversations to follow a day,
2: yeah, man yeah, they challenge you nowadays, but I sure. like to say this though when when y'all go into camp, and, you know the mm-hmm. the team is trying to figure out the quarterback situation and it's up for competition. How as a receiver coach did you get your players, your receiver room, an opportunity to to build chemistry with different guys going in and out the quarterback position until you can get to that one guy?
4: Well, personal experience, Jay, uh, I think uh, I was not one of the fortunate few uh, through my NFL experience. I was fortunate enough to play with, uh, you know, some great quarterbacks, but I played with multiple quarterbacks. You know, I played twelve years, but I played with about fifteen different starters. Yeah. So at some point, you know, you 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 really can't use that as a crutch or an excuse. You know, once the quarterback throws the ball, his job is done. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's that's what we live by. You know, we have to make sure that the timing, the spacing, the route is right. Uh, it it fits in the integrity of the concept. Uh, we're at a, at the depth that we need to be at. And, and we have to finish the job once he's thrown it, regardless of where it is. So that mindset, you know, it it, it obviously trumps anything else, uh, you know, that happens around us, regardless of who's throwing it. Heck, I can throw it back there and, and it doesn't matter if I throw it mm-hmm. errant, You know, ball that's not perfect. You have to find a way to make it play. And that's it. That's the end of the discussion. Uh, we have jobs to do in that regard. So. um not that we're not concerned with who's going to be the quarterback, we're pulling for all of those guys, and you know how competition breeds, you know, uh, you know more competition, and and it, and at some point somebody's going to come out on top of that, um, and, and we're just looking forward to to whoever's going to be that guy, right? And uh, you know we have our own work to do with you know the routes that we run, and we have to figure out or continue to figure out what we can do well, you know, where some kids can't do well based on what's charted from the spring and the summer. Uh, in terms of routes and concepts and who, you know, who can digest what and handle what and we'll go from there.
3: That goes back to that. In helmet perspective, like you were saying, the experience and the, and the wealth of knowledge that you come in with can pretty much help them, you know, be applied to any of you know these variables that are inevitable in the game of college football. Now, like you said, obviously Shedrick Jackson, the only senior returning guy for you, but uh, a transfer that actually has been you know highlighted and discussed also with some LSU ties, like yourself, is. Coymore, and obviously he's sent out there some videos of him getting some reps with with Calzada and and kind of building that chemistry how how have you seen him kind of adapt to this also coming from you know another SEC program and and really kind of finding his niche here in Auburn.
4: Coy is a tireless worker Uh, he's a football junkie and uh, we're going to count on 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 that we're going to lean on that and um, uh, you know he has some some sec experience which is invaluable i think uh for the room uh, with a bunch of young men that just hadn't had the opportunity to play much we have some kids that have played but they just haven't played an extensive amount of football right. corey kind of lies somewhere in that too but uh his mentality and what he what he's brought to the room so far um you know based on his knowledge his work ethic his competitive nature uh we've obviously uh, lean on that pretty heavily, and we're going to lean on that going forward as well. And he's just like everybody else; he's competing for a spot. Nothing has right. been given to him. Uh, he knows that, he understands that, and and we're going to push each other every day. But uh, we did go into the to the portal, and, and we have uh, Corey and Desale and Worsham, and uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're hoping those those young men uh, help increase uh, you know the amount of competition that that goes on here in a couple of days.
2: Yeah, that's uh, hey, I tell you what, now this season almost here, you guys get started up, I'm guessing, what, three days and um, mm-hmm. and everything. So, you know, definitely gonna wish you guys the best. And uh, I know you used to have Florida heat, well, you from Louisiana, I'm from Mississippi, so <laughs> hot, hot, <laughs> is, hot is hot. So, <laughs> no doubt, no doubt <laughs> so, about it. I just want to say this, um. First and foremost, man, it's just an honor, like I said, to be able to have you here at Auburn. And uh, like I said, a guy that has so much experience because, you know, it goes beyond just the football Mm field. Like people don't realize the aspects of what guys have to deal with away from the football field and how to deal with family and and just how to manage your time as a collegiate athlete. And uh, you have to do it in the college level and the pro and the pro level. Uh, What's the most thing you're looking forward to this fall uh, being an Auburn receiver coach?
4: Man, I, I appreciate all that, Jay. You guys are being extremely nice to me, and it's, uh, <laughs> uh, it's kind of crazy, like, being at Florida, uh, playing at Florida, but everybody being so welcome. I appreciate everybody saying nice things about me so far when, you know, I really hadn't done anything, um, you know, but help really to, to just change the mindset in that receiver room. The idea coming in, uh, you know, is really just to change the narrative. Um, People are going to have their opinion, and I think that's great. Mm
0: -hmm.
4: Um, But we're going to change, do our best, I should say, to change the narrative that these young men can't play and they're not good enough. Uh, We're going to help change their mentalities uh, to play the next play. Uh, They're going to compete and and play hard because, you know, our resume is what's on tape or what happens in the stadium. Mm
3: -hmm. And
4: um, we don't want outside opinion – really to uh, have an opinion on things that require no talent. So if if we can do that, if we can find ways to make more plays, I think people in our room are generally going to be happier and we're all going to be better for it. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to really, you know, embracing, you know, this fan base of, of, you know, of not as, had an opportunity experience to tiger walk and, and other things so i'm looking forward to that mm-hmm. um and just what you know what else what, the other things that the community brings I, I, there, there's so many former players that, that have been back already which i think is awesome uh everyone speaks so highly of this place and i'm, I'm just thankful and, and blessed to to have experienced so far and looking forward to what the future brings
3: coach so good to chat with you and hear your perspective heading into season like we both have said um it's wonderful to have you on the plains and to have you as a part of of this program and and the auburn family so thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us enjoy the next month we look forward to a great season so thank you again
4: i really appreciate you guys having me i'm looking forward to it War eagle